We are on Mem Amud Bet 40b, the Mishnah of Al Davar Mina Aretz. In this book, it's on page 177. Should be pretty easy to find this time. The Mishnah of Al Davar Mina Aretz. Okay, so we finished off last time. We dealt at length with uh, sort of a tangent of new blessings and the issue about new blessings, etc. We go back to our text <coughs> and we're concerned about <coughs> what are considered to be appropriate blessings for, uh, right now, at least food. There'll be some other ones as well as we go on. All right, everybody have it? Okay, somebody want to start today? Can we just say what page we are in this book? 267, where it says mission. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, so somebody want to read today? Okay, Nina? V'yaldavar she'ein gidulo min ha'aretz omer sh'hakol niye b'varo. Al ha'kometz v'yal ha'noglot v'yal ha'gobay omer Rabbi Huda Omer Kol Shehu Min Klala Ein Mevarchin Alav Hayun Fanav Minin Harbe Rabbi Huda Omer Im Yesh Benehem Min Shiva Alav Hu Mevarech Lechachamim Omrim Mevarech Al Ezeb Mehen Sheyirzeh Now you may remember that we actually did the Mishnah when we when we looked at the, orig- the original collections when we started this parak. So something does not grow in the ground, you say shakol. It's pretty simple. Chometz. What's chometz? Vinegar, basically. Something which was good and something which becomes fermented to a point where it's not drinkable. Novlot. We're going to have a large section dealing with novlot, but they are dates that are no longer good. That's all I can define them at this point, because uh, you'll see what that means soon. They are like govai. Govai seems to be locusts, insects which, as you know, according to the Torah, under certain conditions are considered to be appropriate and kosher. Uh, for those things, we say shehakol. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, kosher means klala, everything that is, in a sense, not a bracha, but a klala, cursed. In other words, chometz is something that you don't want. Novlot is something that you don't want. Those things, how can I say a bracha on them? Don't, so to him, in, in, in at all to, altogether because they're not something that's of, of blessing or of, of enjoyment. He had many different kinds of things before him. If you have one of the seven fruits by which Israel is recognized in the book of Deuteronomy, you say that first. Whatever one you want to pick. Whatever one's most tasteful for you, that's how you start. Okay? That's the Mishnah itself. So what questions might come from the Mishnah? Well, first of all, we're going to need some definitions. Secondly, we're, we're going to need a sense of what happens when you do the, in this, the second section of Minim Harbei. What happens if you have different things in front of you? How do you pick one? All right, even if you have Shiva, the seven that are by which you're blessed, how do you make the choice on them? Because you're, you're, there's at least a rule, or could be a rule, of which one you pick first, which one you pick second, etc. So the, the, the Gemara clearly is going to go into some of these questions and begins with definitions, if you will. First of all, 
of those things that relate to Shakol, um, and then those things that are, if you will, Rachan Klala, and whether you say a blessing over them. Okay? So that's the background of the Mishnah. The Mishnah, as I say, we covered right at the beginning of our sessions a while ago. So, so is the target audience uh, like the students and disciples, or is it broader than that? So it's an open question. Okay, so the answer is one would say those who are concerned about the Pharisees and table fellowship and blessings and all those kind of things. Do they include more than a disciple circle? We don't know. We really don't know. Uh, clearly, it meant everybody, but it didn't include everybody. Anybody else? Okay, so let's do the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanan, al davar she'ein gibulo min ha'aretz kagon b'sar v'hemot hayot v'ofot v'dagim omer sh'akol ni'evivar. All right, so the concept was anything that doesn't grow in the ground, you say sh'akol. Now we're enlarging it to say what? Anything that relates to foodstuffs that relate from animals and from fish. Okay? Those things also are shehako. They clearly don't grow on the ground. Okay, so milk, cheese, eggs. Again, shehako. They don't officially grow in the, in the ground. Pretty simple. Now, what happens now? We're dealing on the borderline. What happens if you have things that normally would be shahakol, but you may not eat them? Pat she'afsha. Okay? So this is bread, which is moldy. Okay? Why would, might you eat moldy bread? You don't have anything else. I mean, clearly. Okay? So if you don't have anything else, you, you go back to the first one of Rabbi Yehuda. It's not really a, a bracha, it's a kla, almost a klala. It's not what you want to eat. You have no choice. That's what it is. According to this concept, shakol. Yayin shehikrim. Okay? Sour? Yeah, close to sour. It's fermented. It's not good. Not Again, why would you drink it? You may not have any choice. Shehakol. Literally, it means that it's it's no longer in its proper form. Okay, may become instead. It should have been a solid. It's all a liquid, whatever the case may be. But if you're going to eat it according to this Tanu Rabbanan, shehakol, because you're still deriving some benefit from it, because you're still eating it or drinking it, as the case may be. Okay. Yeah. Vinegar. I don't. I don't know how you make vinegar, but vinegar is a, is a, is a food stuff we use all the time. Pour it on salad. Put oil there. Yeah, you pour it on, but you don't drink it by itself. <laughs> okay. So if you pour it on again, the, the, there's an ikar and a tafel. You say the bracha on the salad. Okay, not on the vinegar. So this it relates to if you're drinking vinegar on yourself by itself. That's a different story. Plus, in the, plus in the, plus in the modern world, who use it in that way, they may not have used it that way. Okay. It's also a wine that, isn't it a wine that's gone sour? Correct. Correct. Or it can be at least. Wine vinegar, because other kinds of vinegar, too. That's what you think they would have had. 
if you don't know that the wine's not sour until you've tasted it? You've already said the bracha, so I mean, presumably you're going to say the bracha. Anyhow, you, know, you may spit it out, but what are you going to do okay. at that point? You don't say, whoops, didn't want me to say the bracha. You know, I mean, I don't know if you spit it out and you drink well, it again. No, no. no. <laughs> I'll make you right, bro. No. Okay. Now, now we're going to get to a little more, um, so I would say, complex issues. Okay, so melach clearly is salt. Zamit seems to be some sort of brine. Okay, mixture of water and salt and whatever the case may be. Kim mehinu pitriot. Today pitriot are mushrooms. Okay, these are basically fungi. That's what they are basically are. Okay, so what's the issue in this? Melach is pretty simple. Now, I'm not sure why you would when you would say a blessing over melach because it's normally, at least in our cases, ancillary to whatever you're eating. You put salt on something. You don't eat salt by itself. What? If you have a salt stick and you're licking it. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. But normally it's not it's not, not a solid salt. Alright, maybe it may not be a solid salt. Now the only thing is that I can think of you're totally dehydrated of some sort, you know, that, that you need salt of some sort. Okay? Zamit. And just a question in the text it goes from Hebrew to Aramaic. It hasn't gone to Aramaic yet. It's all Hebrew right now. We're never, we will be going to Aramaic. Right now, it's all Hebrew, right? Well, you finish. It's all Hebrew. Uh, yes. Okay. But so this is all. No, 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 but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. You haven't read that part yet, right? Right. So this is all part of Tanu Rabbanan. That's all a Palestinian source. When you get to the next part, it's clearly an Aramaic Babylonian source. Comment on it. So Kmeinu Pitriot. So these kind of fungi, and it says ultimately, what do you say? Shehakol. Okay. Now, anybody know how mushroom grow? We'll say fungi, mushroom. Take mushroom as an example. How do they grow? Dark spaces. Well, they can't employees. Hmm? No old saying about employees. Never mind. You don't want to hear it. Certain things grow in dark spaces. But yeah, but it. Do they grow in the ground? Do they grow out of the ground? They can, but they can grow from trees and stuff. Yes. So already you can see they're a little bit different than most things that we have as are they are they considered to be a vegetable? What are they considered? What's their classification as a species? They're a fungi, right? Right. They're not exactly. I, I believe you're correct. They're not animal or plant, and that's why they're an odd case. There's no chlorophyll. Okay, they're not a case. And since they're not a case, that's now going to be the question. Everything else is pretty simple. Anything that doesn't grow on the ground, simple. Right? Anything that grows in the ground or comes from the ground or gets its sustenance from the ground, simple. But what happens when you get this intermediate case that kind of never really grows in the ground, but may be growing in the ground in some places, right? You, you, you know, you pass with those fields and sometimes you know, there are fungi growing all over the place. Sometimes they're okay. on our trees. Right, I'm saying they're, they're, they're different kinds. Alright, they're different kinds. They're cultivated different kinds of ways. And what do you then say? So the, the, uh, the, the 
the Tanaitic source says Shehakol. That's where we are at this particular moment. Now we're going to get to the Aramaic source, which is the Babylonian concept saying, well, what does that really mean in terms of this concept? Okay? The Memra. The Memra, Yichmehin Upitriot, Lav, Gidulei Karka, What does that mean? It means that if you say Shehakol, they don't grow on the ground, right? That's what Ninu, well, Ninu really? But for Hatanya, we have another Tanaitic source which says, Hanoder mi peirot ha'aretz, asur b'feirot ha'aretz, umutah v'chmehim u'pifiot. V'im amar kol gidulei karka alai, asur af v'chmehim u'pitriot. Okay, so someone takes a vow. And he takes a vow and says, I'm not going to eat anything that grows in the ground. Asur b'peirot aretz. You can't have fruit in anything that grows in the land. Umutar b'chmeinu fritriot. But the fungi which don't really grow in the ground, he's permitted to have, which means, right at that particular moment, it's not peirot aretz, right? It's not something that grows in the ground. But if he says, kol gidulei anything that gets any kind of sustenance from the ground, anything that gets any kind of sustenance from the ground, I'm now going to take a vow that I won't eat it. Asur af v'pitriot. You also, at this point, become uh, not permitted to eat of these two things. So, what does that tell us? It tells us it's it's not quite peirota aretz, but it still gets can at least get some sustenance from the ground. If it gets some sustenance from the ground. Why we say Shehakol? Maybe we should say Borei Pri Haaretz, Borei Pri Adama, something, because at least according to this source, there still is some sustenance from the ground under these kind of cases. Amar Abaya, Mirba Ravu Meara, Minkila Yanki Meara. Okay, so clearly we're back to Aramaic again, right? Here's the scene once more. Abaye says, Mirba Ravu Me'ara, that they get some sustenance from the ground, but they don't draw the major part of their sustenance. What is Yonik? Minok? To suck. Okay? They don't suck their major sustenance from the ground. Many of them will grow on something. Right? So they are in that intermediate case of what do we do under these conditions where it doesn't really grow in the ground like vegetables or things that grow on trees and on the other hand it still is based on something that grows in the ground and the response is so far that it did grow it has some sustenance but not its major part itself growing in the ground didn't we learn from the land itself what do you say so why now when you say anything that, that has any kind of thing to do with karka okay, any kind of sustenance from the land and you take a netter you become a suri, you can't eat it what, 
Katane, what does that mean? Katane, katane, no, katane means we learned. So what it really should say is, it's not something which just grows in the ground, but doesn't get its main sustenance from the ground. And therefore, something that doesn't get its main sustenance from the ground, shehakol. All right, what may be, what may be some equivalence? What would be some equivalence to this kind of concept? I can think of one offhand. Okay, to get, we'll move away from mushrooms. Yeah. What, what else might be? <coughs> Maple syrup. Uh, that's good. Right? Yeah. You know where well, does it come from? Trees. The tree grows okay, there. Does it get its main sustenance from the ground? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. You have to take it from the tree itself, right? <coughs> so I'd like to suggest that that's, yeah, but the tree didn't grow that is a possibility of this kind of concept. It should be the so you have this intermediate concept here of not really growing in the ground, but getting its sustenance from the ground, but not really saying that's where it gets its major part from the ground. Understand? Still part of the tree. It's a product of a tree, but it doesn't grow in a tree itself in the same way. You wouldn't say not the same thing. Now again, most you'd have to eat maple syrup by itself. I mean, again, if it's put on pancakes or something, I would, you know. There you go. Okay. Okay, the little kids who. Right. All right. So that's where we left. Let's let's look at Iyunim, the bottom of the page. Basar behemot. Basar behemot. The cup. Kahule, etc. Harishima Bibrita near eight Muzeret Mishum Mishum Shehi Dana Dana Latok Lechud Lechud It's an odd case. We shall call. It starts first of all all with meat, and then. The chud, and then, it, okay. So you, I mean, shakol is anything. Why does it start first of all with meat stuff, and then a bend with dairy stuff? And it basically says this is how they heard it, and so he put down the Tanu Rabbanan in the nature in which he heard it. Milk, meat things, and then dairy things. Now look at Ora Kahalacha. Comets and of lots. They go by. They go by. Mevarchim. Shehakol. Okay, we say Shehakol as we said. Because the Mishnah, the way the Mishnah says, top of the neck. Locus insects. It's not a modern Hebrew word. I don't know. You know. No. 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 Tavshio. Tavshio shenit kalkal. 
So foodstuffs which no longer are, are, are you know, are kind of became not, not good as such, but it's still eaten. Okay? Think, for instance, of yogurts and those kind of things, bacteria and everything. Okay? You still eat it. Okay? Sour milk stuff. Okay? Anything. Still, it's shahakol. Anoder mi perot. Anoder mi perot. Oser al atzmo beneder perot haaretz. Asur bechol perot virakot. Anybody who says I'm not going to eat from Perota Arts and the fruit of the land, you can't eat anything except for these two fungi. Okay? But if they said, what we had above, if they said, anything that has anything to do with the land, also, then, he ha then they can no longer eat it. Okay, so you've got something of fungus which is ne neither plant nor quite not plant. What do you do under those conditions? And that's what we've dealt with. Now we're going to deal with the second one going back to the text, Novlod. Novlod seems to be um, dates which are no longer eatable, usable. They're not in its ripened form sitting on a tree, you're not picking them up. But now what is an actual novel? Novel means something which normally falls. Okay? It's no longer good, withered, okay. that kind of thing. No, no. That's, that we'll see. It's not no fella, that's a pay. So, go ahead. No, 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 no. I want to go back to the text. Text, the text. The vav. The vav. Right, right, the, the, the vav, right in the middle of the page. The text. Right here. So the Talmud already, this is the Mishnah says Novlot. By the time of the Talmud, they said, eh, what are they talking about? Okay, now why might that be the case? Why would the Aramaic Talmud in Babylonia not all of a sudden not be familiar with this? Number one, they may not grow dates. Or they may not be farmers at all. Right, you're dealing, Babylonia was much more of a commercial center than an agricultural center. Or language. They may not have understood the language already by then. So for whatever reason, they now have to be able to define terms, which to the Mishnah were pretty clear. So what is it? Rabbi Zera Rabbi Eilar Chad Amar Bushlei Kamra Chad Amar Okay, so that helps you, of course, very easily. Bushle kamra. So levashel means to cook. These are dates which are cooked by the sun. Okay? Meaning they're withered. Withered, okay, by the sun. What? Vechad amar tamre dezika. Tamre dezika, they fell because they fell on the ground because of the wind. Okay, so you have the first ones, alright, have become withered because of the sun. The second ones have fallen and no longer able to be 
getting the sustenance and over a period of time obviously will wither as well when they fall immediately at that point they can be still be eaten as, as regular dates this is novlot as they understand it and what do we say about novlot above we said those things we say Rabbi Yehuda says that's not what we don't say anything why because that's that's not what you want you want to pick the dates from the tree if they've now no longer in good shape or if they've fallen and are sitting on the ground why should you say a bracha altogether so this is an example of no Lord now we're gonna go on and say keep going all right so we have Rabbi Yehuda's view from above but we now have two definitions of no Lord right so which one is Rabbi Yehuda referring to? Okay, go on. Bishlama Laman Damar Bishle Kamra Hainu Dikare Le Min Klala Ella Laman Damar Tamre Dzika so Bishlama, it is fine the, the, the person who says Bushle Kamra that they're withered by the sun that's Klala they're no longer, you don't want to pick them okay, it's like raisins, right or gr- grapes you know, and the big grapes you want to pick and those that are that have not fully developed you don't eat, okay, so it's a mean Klala kind of thing, I understand that but those that fall from the wind they may have been totally ripe, they have been totally eatable why should you at that point say that you don't say a bracha? So now we have a question. If we say bushle, if we say the first one, we can understand Rabbi Yehuda. If we say the second definition, we may have a problem. What's the response? Ashara. He's really commenting not on novlot, but al hasha'ar, on everything else, which is a bad excuse. Okay? Meaning. Rabbi Yehuda isn't saying but Novlot, he's talking about Chometz and Govai. In other words, I don't have an answer. That's the best I can do. We're left with that right now. Ikadamre. What does Ikadamre mean? Yesh Omrim. Some say. Okay, same question. I can understand those who say that it's withered by the sun. If you're going to say any bracha whatsoever, you would say shehakol because it's not. It's no longer gaining sustenance from the um, the the tree itself. But one who says that they, these are the ones that are felled by the tree, from the tree by the wind, Shako, what should you normally say? Bore priya eats. Go ahead. You would think that you would say Bore priya eats. You don't perhaps don't say Shako because it's not a fully formed date. But those that fall by the wind, presumably they fell by the wind, they were too heavy or whatever the case may be, they were fully ripe they could be eaten What you shouldn't say shako, you should say <coughs> bore priya how about the gleaners? how about? Gleaners. we'll come to that yet 
Ella benovlot stama kule almala pligeit vushle kamra ninhu ki pligi benovlot tamara 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 Ella benovlot stama those things that are novlot in general kule almalo pligeit nobody disagrees did bushle kamra ninhu they are really withered by the sun therefore Shakol, okay, etc. But Kiplige benovlot tamara. Specifically, there's a disagreement with those that are dates. Why? And we're now going to get to something which is a little more difficult, uh, both because of the definitions and the concept. So, first of all, the concept. Demai. Anybody know what demai is? You can look it up, Michael, but I'll tell you right now. Demai is doubtful produce. If you doubtful produce, okay, safik. Mm-hmm. If you have produce put together and you don't know whether it, there have been tithes taken from them, it's known as demai, shelma, literally. Okay, and there are special laws having to do with it. Do I have to take masrot from there? Do I not? Can I eat it? Etc. In my in the uh, Mishnah collection, there is an entire chapter on Demai in the first order of Zraim. So it's that case. If something is already taken from it, you've taken tithes from it in Truma, you can eat it. If you haven't, you can't eat it. But what about, you're not sure. You don't remember. You come, you buy the land and from somebody and you don't know if he took Masrot. What Can you eat it or not eat it? That's the issue. That's what Demai is. So this is a Mishnah, or, or something that comes from Demai. From the Mishnah Demai, there is no Talmud on Demai. There is a, a Jerusalem Talmud, but not a Babylonian Talmud. So you know it's going to be basically in Hebrew, but with t- concepts that we won't understand because of the agricultural nature. Hakalin Shabid Demai. Those that are the most lenient with regard to Demai are now. What? Mm-hmm. Hakalin Shabbat Demai. Okay? Hashitin Vaharimin Vahauzradin Benot Shuach Ubenot Shikma Vagufnin Benitzpa Venovlotamara. Alright, this is all brought because of Novlot Tamara, which is our last one. Okay? So this is a Palestinian source, an agriculture being in the land of Judea. And it gets to the Babylonian Talmud and they said, uh, What is all this stuff? I don't know. We don't grow this stuff. We don't know. It's a different kind of climate, etc. And they, if we think we don't know, they didn't even know. So don't feel so bad. Okay? And now they're going to define ta- ish- issue by issue. And even when they define it, we won't know everything either. Because we're not based in an agricultural society of that time to be able to understand it. So let's see if we can understand what it says. Shitin Amar Rabba Barbar Hana Hana Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Min Te'enim. Okay, so what is Shitin? Figs. Some sort of figs. Some sort of figs. Next. Min Te'enim. Remin. Kande. Remin is kande. How do you translate kande? Uh, also called the jujube. This one calls it a lotus. What? This one calls it lotus. Lotus. Again, we're dealing with things 
They didn't understand it, so I don't feel so bad that I, we don't understand it either. Well, that's the, that's the, it says, Zizus bus lotus, which is the, probably the genus and species, also called the jujube. Okay. More people, that's why they had jujube things. All right, next. Okay, so that helps you, of course, right? You'll, all these are Babylonian names. All right, so what now is Tulshe? What? It says, also known as the Hawthorn. I mean, again, it gives you the genus and species. Yeah, so I'm, I, I don't expect us to know it. I don't feel, they didn't understand it. They gave us names. We don't understand it. Well, whatever it is. Next. Could be, I don't know, like Litlosh, maybe, maybe. But again, it's Aramaic words, so I don't know. Next, Benot Shua. Chivarata, I know what that is. What is pale? Pale or white? Okay. So pale figs. Right. You notice how Bar Bar Barchana, Rabbi Yochanan, they're all the agricultural people knew what the heck they were talking about, presumably. Duvle. Duvle. What's a duvle? They wrote eight a shikma. It says. Yeah. Sycamore. I think it's a shikma. <coughs> okay. But again, again, what those days and these days necessarily necessarily aren't always actually the same either. Okay. Next. Shulhe usually means the things that are left. Um, okay, Gufne, uh, clearly the Geffen, sort of the end of the Geffen season, things that are not fully developed. All of these are not normal fruits, so they all relate to, the, the, to this Kalinsha Badamai, because you're not normally going to eat them anyhow. You're not normally going to eat these anyhow, so they are very lenient when it comes to Damai, meaning maybe you can go ahead and eat them because you don't have to worry too much whether tithes were taken from them. Okay, what does that say? In English? Okay, that helps me too. I have no idea what's the same thing. Okay? No, no. No, it's, it's a special kind of tree. Blossom, blossom. Oh, blossom. I don't know. No. Now, we, now for all of that, thanks very much. We don't really care. Now the last one. <laughs> Who cares? You know. No blow tomorrow. If anybody wants a doctoral thesis, you've just got one. Okay. Ah, we have another source. What? What is it, Novlod? We're not so sure. There's still two different opinions. One is these white, you know, these withered uh, things that are still on the tree, and ones that one are, according to another one, the the, the, the ones that fell. Yeah. Is there any basis from any of this stuff? I don't know where you. Novlod on down, where everybody's got these opinions. I mean, are. They don't cite sources. They say it's this or it's that. Well, these are reality checks. Okay? These are reality checks. You know, it, it, again, in an agricultural area, 
they know exactly what they're talking about. Okay, so all they had to do was mention what it is, and they know. You go to the commercial area, you know, again, most we're all spoiled. You know, we don't have grow things, if we grow things in our backyard, it's a few things, but we go to the supermarket to pick up things. So they, the language becomes the key, and part of it was, again, as you can see, this novlot is a Mishnaic term, and the explanations are Aramaic terms. So over a period of time, the definitions were not, ex excuse me, were not exact. And that's what they're playing with, that's all. But, but the, the people that are making these definitions are, are the Babylonians. They're either, Rabbi Yochanan, okay, yeah, Rabbi Yochanan, for instance, is in northern Galilee. Okay, but Rabbi Barakhan is already in Galilee. So they're different traditions, but it's clear that they didn't know exactly. So they don't need a source. They're now trying to say, you know, when we heard of Novlot, in our discussions it meant X. And somebody else said, no, no, in our discussions it meant Y. But it's still almost out of thin air as far as some Correct, correct. Yeah, no, no, it's not, they can't base it on a source because there is no source. It, it is a reality check because they understood the definition or the redefinition of something which grew in the ground and was called Novlot. And it may have been that in one section of Judea it was called Novlot, in this, and in the, in the Galilee it was called something else, and in Babylonia it was called a third thing. Okay? So, I mean, we have that too. You know, in different regions of the United States, things are called differently. Okay? In, in that sense, and, and that's, you got to know what you're, where you are, what you're asking for. I used to think about this, my grandmother called from Europe, called things by one name and we call it in the United States by another name. It's mm -hmm. like, population changes. Yeah. Right, right. It's but we were always taught that the Gomorrah the, 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 the is, is discussion through the centuries. Now, it's one thing if you're talking about vocabulary, but from, from the differences in vocabulary might come differences in belief you know, there might but they're not in this not in this particular case this isn't a belief issue no. right this is simply a definition I, I want to know what bracha to say we've we've already ascertained that brachot are important we've always already ascertained that if you make a mistake you can say that this one or that one now we're trying to say well what happens in, in these odd cases so we had these fungi right, which are not really plants in the same way Right? But on the other hand, grow on plants or get something from plants, etc. Now we have something which is, well, they're dates, but they're not dates on a normal basis. They're not ones that, I, that I'm going to pick from the uh, tree and say, Borei Priyayets. So it's not a belief system in this one. You're correct sometimes you can read theology into this. This is just practical trying to understand what the Mishnah says. Because if I take the, the concept and the, and the system of Brachot seriously, I've got to know what to say. And again, if you go to, you know, to specific, very, you know, specifically Orthodox, but even Schechter to some extent, not in the same realm, they will drill you on Brachot. They will drill you on Brachot so you know exactly what to say, when to say it, what happens if you make a mistake, etc. 
and you can pick up. I have a little book at home on on this bracha, on this thing you say, this bracha, on that thing you say, that bracha. On this, you know, because some of the things aren't so clear. In that sense, you can always say shahakol. We've seen, but you try to be the right, be the right one. And these fungi are odd. That's why they were. We have a discussion about that. And those that are not quite what we want to eat. All of these kalinsheb, but the Mai are not those that we would normally see as we would try to harvest them, bring them to market, put them on our table. You're not going to take withered dates and put them on your table. But what happens if you're walking by and you're hungry and you take, hmm, a withered date and eat it? Well, you've got to say a bracha, presumably, except for Rabbi Yehudo says, you don't even have to say a bracha. Nobody would want to eat that. That's the question. So the theology is brachot, friend. There's nothing else behind this, why that or why this. It's definitional. But the theology behind it is brachot. You've got to say the right bracha. Because if you don't, brachalavatala. You're saying God's name inappropriately. But in your reading of this, we were always taught the closer you were to Sinai, the more authentic. That's true. But this is. But now, when you said Babylonian, urban, whatever, uh, a different kind of education, do they still look that way at the earlier songs? Yeah, yeah, no, they, they clearly do. But they're now simply saying is, when the Mishnah said Novlot, what are they talking about? We're now a couple centuries later. Is an oral tradition. We're living in the city. We're in a commercial area as such. They had agricultural lands. They knew all the terms. They knew all the plants that grew there, etc. I got to know what bracha to say. So what is novlot? Some say X, some say Y. That's all it is in in that realm. Uh, they're trying to define. Once they can define, then they can say. Then we say this bracha. That's the issue. Is that helpful? Oh, guess not. Okay. Always <laughs> <laughs> helpful. <laughs> yes, the right answer. Wouldn't there be some different in different areas? Because some people do things that other people don't. Some people, some areas they have like foods that. There are different customs all the time. Okay, I think I've given you one. Okay, for pizza. Rabbi Schwab says hamotzi. My grandchildren say I don't say hamotzi. There's a difference. I say Abraham There's a difference of opinion on, on, on exactly that. Okay, louder. Some years ago, there was a big debate in the college, and they decided if you only eat up to two slices, it's mizonot. Otherwise, it's a meal is satisfying you. Okay, so it's not the issue itself. It's the it's how much you're eating, and that shows you that they weren't sure, right? That's Moshe Feinstein. Huh? In Egris Moshe, this is it's a big tshuva. Uh, and says what? If you, it's a, it has to do with the, the amount. It's totally the amount. Based on the shiur, right. Which means based on the okay. So it's the sheet because normally if you eat a you know kibetza or you know whatever the case may be, if you eat something that small, yes, shows you that it's not known. Okay. So here's an example. All right, and it happened the other night. Okay, Rabbi Schwad said to me he wanted to be able to do Kiddush and Motsi. He says it over pizza. Is that okay? I said, that's fine. I'm not staying in any house, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, but that's by his, by his, and I can tell you, I go to my, to, to my, my kids in Israel, 
they before they have their pizza, it's every Thursday night, you know. They sit down and they go watch the I said, for me, it's not mozi. That's the way I learned it. Oh, okay. You know, they're probably thinking, you know, these goyim when they come from. Yeah, there's a question. There's a question again. You remember the last last year we discussed the holy theory of Rabbi Pam Barmash. She would say if you're koveya suda, okay, and mean the plain too, you really should do hamotzi. So all of this is. So here's just an example of one food. Is it possible that in different places, sure, yeah, Iraqi Jews may have some said X, and you know, and uh, Ashkenazic Jews may have said Y. I don't know exactly what the issue would necessarily, but here's an example of one thing. And again, clearly, if, if both, you know, Merle and uh, Brad have said it has to do with the, how much you eat, it's clearly not the issue itself. It's are you Kovea Suda? Is this your real meal? So if you eat one and a half pieces of pizza, you don't have the wash. Okay? Then it's how big is the pizza, what if it's a... It's not easy. Right, right. It's, it, it, it depends on how from slices it, is it in squares, is it in triangles, you know. If it's pizza, there's a lot of bread in there. Right, then you're... <laughs> then I think you're any stuff. Okay, but there's an example. I wasn't talking about the no, oh, sorry. I thought that's very well. It was good fun, anyway. You're on fire today. I hear whatever qu whatever answer I want to give, anyhow. What's it you care? I've done that my whole life. So why should I just stop now? Oh, you have a question? In other areas, they might be a delicacy. Well, you didn't quite put it that way before, so I... Yeah. Uh, that is true. So that's why something, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, because it's, in, quote, unquote, close to being inedible, you don't say a bracha. Others say, you're still eating it. Okay? They're still eating it. All right? I would presume locusts and insects are inedible to you. I don't, have you had them lately? No, not, not lately. But the answer, the answer is you can eat them. I mean, in North Africa, they knew what kind of locusts to eat. They, they, because... The Mariner's Ballpark, they're selling them as, as concessions. Oh, really? Not locusts, but they're selling grass, you know, some sort of grasshoppers. That's the new global protein source. because There you go. And probably not the kosher stand, I guess. <laughs> and what do you do? You buy the hot dog and a grasshopper? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't sound right. I've never been to Seattle. At a ball game. That's a Mariner's hot dog with insects. You know, it's like the Chicago hot dog. I told you we came, the people came here, we had Chicago hot dog. Right? You know? So, and I guess that's now a... Uh, <laughs> and it would make sense to be the Northwest, wouldn't it? <laughs> All right, now that we have no explanation, let's keep going. Bishlama. Bishlama, Laman, Damar, It's okay, Bushle Kamra. Hainu it's it's... It's not, it's not a, something that you really want to eat. Okay, it's this withered grape. It's withered uh, uh, tape, date. Svekan, if you're not sure, patur. Those, on the other hand, that relate that, that, it's, that it's, you know it's, it's not demai, but real things that happen, 
then you really should do, and you're going to eat it, then you should do masrot. But if you're not sure, then fatur, because it's, we're not sure you want to eat this anyhow. It's because it's something that's not, it's edible, but not uh, something which is desirable. <coughs> Vadan Chayav. But that what says it's the wind that's blown it down. If, if it's that you know that it, that it has had, uh, was going to be, uh, uh, that Masrot weren't given. Okay, that would be Chayav. You'd be responsible for it. It's fallen on the ground. Alright, normally what happens, you go back to, that's why I say we're going to get to your question. Okay, Bernie, that, because normally when something falls on the ground, you're not supposed to pick it up. You have to leave it. Doesn't make sense. If it's on a tree and it's not of the most edible or the most desirable, okay, I can ask the question. But if something falls on the ground, we know that it's shichan You leave it. Because they say the next line, hefkera, who is hefker? What's hefker? Ownerless. It's ownerless. You can't take it. It belongs to everybody. Hefker means it belongs to everybody, in particular in this case, a poor person. Hachabamai askinan in what area are we really oskin? What are we really dealing with? Shasa'a goren. What's goren? To, to bring them together in a harvest. Mm-hmm. The granaries. Okay? So what it means in this case, you just have it with root. You just had it in root, um, and, and so that, that a lot of them fell, and supposedly he brings them together as one uh, harvest at that point. Doesn't the, okay, but it doesn't help us too much because we need to have di amar because it said. Rabbi Yitzchak Amar, Rabbi Yochanan. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Elias Ezer. So here you have leket shichachan peah, which are always mentioned together. What's leket? Collected. You are collecting things, and they fall. Okay. Shichacha. What's forgotten? You went picked up all your sheaves, and you left one behind. Peah, the corners of your field. Those normally belong to the poor person, but that there was so much that you brought them together to create some sort of harvest, you still have to take at that point Maser. Stama. Stama. So we understand what it has to do with Tamre de Zika, the ones that fall. Hainu de Kari la Novlot. That's in general the concept of Novlot. But. No, Novlot, Stama. Stam. What Stam mean? In general. Alright? Stam. Right? You know? In general. But in this case, we're dealing specifically with dates that are no longer usable and calls them in those cases, and that's what he's really referring to.
Ela. Ela lamanda magushlei kamra okay but the one deals that it deals with these withered ones all right that uh, um, that we can say it's both and both meaning novlot and novlot tamara which one is it kasha we don't really have an answer I know it's tough for you to be able to deal with things that are complex and then say I want an answer you know just Google it and see if you can get an answer because everybody needs answers right but it's clearly they're at a point where they don't quite know how to deal with this it was an agricultural issue in Palestine or in Judea and now they're dealing with it later either in northern Galilee or then in Babylonia and they're not sure of the definitions and if they're not sure of the definitions they don't know the ramifications and if they don't know the ramifications they don't know exactly the bracha so you go back to, to your question Brand, the, the theological back is I gotta say the right bracha and Rabbi Huda says you don't say a bracha at all these are things that you're not really gonna normally eat you don't want withered dates you don't necessarily want those that fall on the ground but for sure the withered ones you're gonna leave them on the tree let the animals get them let the birds get them so I don't want to say a bracha but somebody says they're still somewhat edible and I still have to say a bracha but what is novlot? I'm not sure and that's the issue it, it seems to me that in each issue they've raised about what is novlot they come down with saying if it's sun scorched not a problem if it's fallen off the tree it doesn't make sense why don't they just come around and say why? Well, well the, the, the Therefore, it must yeah. be sunscorched, the one that says that it's the right. Because presumably they had different traditions that they just couldn't totally yeah. negate. Okay. They couldn't just say that's a you know, And that goes back to the France concept. If you have an earlier tradition right. of a rabbi, you don't simply say, unless you can prove it totally wrong, you don't negate it. You try to harmonize it. And if you can't harmonize it, you can end up with teku. All right? We don't have an answer. Right. Or kasha means there's still a question. I can't, I've gone as far as I can. I can't, I don't know any more answers. So maybe there's a unified thing in this book. It talks about, uh, uh, for the uh, due to their small size and tastelessness, they are not considered the primary product. Correct. And therefore are exempt. They are not the desirable things. So a lot of these things are not what you would prefer to eat. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... That's the whole category. But the question is, if you do eat them, what bracha do you say? And, and according to Rabbi, you don't say any. So let's look on the previous page. Uh, we'll forget the demai, but I want to do at least the um, the halacha. So oracha halacha about the fourth one down it says hakalim sheba demai. Second column. Second uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Let's do no vlot. We didn't do that last one. Sorry. No vlot, the one just above it. No vlot, no vlot, shehem, bushlei, kamra, klomar, tamarim, shemisrefu, meichom hashemesh, birchatam. Shehakol. So, no vlot that are withered because of the sun, sun scorch, you said. Those that you pick, if you're going to eat them, they're edible. Shehakol. Not Borei Priyates. That's why, that's the big difference. Pasku Kilashon Akronah 
Because by the end of the sugya, everybody agreed to that. They didn't agree on the other one, which is the windblown one. Pagim. Pagim means they're ripe. They still can be eaten, right? No, pagim is before they ripen. Pag. It's what? Pag before they ripen. Ah, before they ripened. Okay. Birkatam Shakol. Okay. Hakalim Shabadamai. Hakalim Shabadamai. Peroche Karagil Baim Minha. Mina Hefker. You don't normally eat all of those things that we talked about. Okay, there again, going back to what Richard called them. All right, not desirable or anything else. You don't. To ring me not You don't have to worry about Damai. Next one. Next one. Next one. Maser leket. Maser leket v'shichba. Leket shichba v'peya pesurim. Is that pesurim? Mm-hmm. Mina maser leket shichba peya. Normally, you don't give maser. That's left for the poor person. Why should he have to give away this stuff? Ach. Uh, Gavin Gorin. Gorin Basadeh. Gorin Basadeh. But if you make them into a pile, something which is now harvested, Chayavin Migzerat Chachamim. Then you have to bring to give the Masro. Okay? So we'll stop here and we're going to deal next with what happens with the next part of the Mishnah. What happens if you have many different fruit in front of you? Which one do you say first? Which one do you say second? Etc. Okay? Sure. Yeah. Why were the mushrooms invited to the party? Oh, no. But they are fun guys. Right. Oh.